Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. G'day guys, welcome back to the Hoopball Pelicans podcast. I am your host, Lyle Swithenbank, at Lyle Swithenbank on Twitter, at Pels is the show. This is a hoop-ball.com presentation, as always. Um, welcome back, guys. Uh, we are into October. It is the 3rd of October, the day that I am recording this, uh, nice and early on a Sunday morning, uh, to get you all your, uh, your weekend podcast fix there been plenty going on over in the Pelliverse. Um, yeah, lots to talk about today. We are heading into the end of training camp uh, on Tuesday morning, I think. My time is the first game of the preseason against the Minnesota Timberwolves. Big game coming up. We're going to break that down a little bit, as well as talk about uh, the ongoing NOLA.com articles that have been coming out, uh, the Times-Picayune um Succession plans for Mrs. Benson should she uh, pass away and, and what what it means for the Pels and also the Saints uh, going forward uh, once that, I suppose, sad time happens. And then uh, we'll talk about the big interview that I suppose has been doing the rounds uh, that happened last night, I think last night, day before, uh, between Antonio Daniels and Joel Myers, two of the greats, uh, interviewing a few of the guys on the team about... Um, the upcoming season, we got some candid takes from uh, Zion Williamson, from from David Griffin. Which, I mean, candid take from him is a bit of spin, but otherwise we uh, we take it on face value. Uh, Willie Green spoke as well, and also Garrett Temple, which was fantastic to hear from him as well as a new, um, I suppose, veteran and returning uh, New Orleanian or Louisianian. I don't know how to say it. Um, so we're going to get into all of that today, uh, but first I might as well thank the sponsors. Realised I didn't do that uh, straight off the bat uh, last episode, so sorry about that. Sponsors, my manscape.com is back on board. Hoopball twenty is the code. Uh, use them and you get your twenty percent off and free shipping. Plenty to see over there. They've got uh, every tool under the sun to go and look after yourself and uh, have a shave and and uh, moisturise and all that sort of carry on the kids these days are doing. And, uh, of course, mybookie.ag, if you are going to do your gambling, go and do it over there. And, uh, you know, you can do your, your, if you casino games, you can go and bet on whatever you want. They've got plenty of um, different uh, sports and stuff that you can, you can bet on over there. So use the code HOOPBALL when you sign up and you get a deposit match, which is always good fun. Uh, we love th- free money, um, you know, money for nothing. The chips are free. Uh I don't know if that's actually how it goes, but, uh, you know, the Dire Straits song, fantastic. Anyway, I'm rambling. Let's get to the point. So, we're going to start off by having a look at the um, articles that have been going out uh, on the Times, Picayune, and NOLA.com. There's been a few. I think they were doing five over five days. Um, I've had a read of the first 
four of them. Um, the first four were more about uh, the Saints, and um, we had one Pelicans one that was more about um, yeah what the future holds for the for the Pelicans franchise going forward in New Orleans, and really really well written. Uh, Jeff Duncan's uh, written one. Uh, Ramon. Vargas and Jeff Duncan has, has contributed to the second one as well. Uh, I know there's been a fair bit going on. Um, but those guys have been flat tack writing those. So really, really uh, fantastic articles and definitely worth a read if you subscribe to their, to NOLA.com. I think it's a dollar a month or something. Um, nothing too outrageous. But uh, yeah, if you want to go and read some good journalism, go and do that. And of course, that's where um, Christian Clark's fantastic article about the David Griffin um, and Zion Williamson relationship also uh, is located so go and have a read of that as well if you haven't um so what it means basically in summary um in a high level analysis of it all is that both franchises are staying in new orleans for the foreseeable future um mrs benson is 74 years old she's left um with no heirs so for her she has the entire benson fortune at her fingertips she's obviously the uh, i suppose majority owner of um, both the Saints and the Pelicans, and I guess the the managing uh, owner, I guess, or, the, or governor, um, depending on what term you want to use. And uh, there are some succession plans in place, so which is fantastic to see. Um, you, you know, when when you're when you've already lost one owner, obviously the late uh, Tom Benson was a fantastic um, character, and and obviously he purchased a. New Orleans basketball franchise back in 2012, I think it was, if I recall correctly, and uh, rebranded to the Pelicans after the Hornets was uh, reabsorbed back to Charlotte and that franchise became whole again. Now, with him passing and Mrs. Benson taking control of the entire Benson fortune, she has put this succession plan in place. So Dennis uh, Lauscher... Uh, I'm sorry if I've pronounced his name wrong, is the, I suppose, executor of, of Tom Benson's estate, as well as his right-hand man and Mrs. Benson's right-hand man. Uh, he's got his uh, mitts all over both franchises. He's been fantastic in keeping it in um, New Orleans to date. And that, upon all of the interviews, is, is exactly the same mentality going forward. So the Saints... Uh, basically tied to New Orleans for the foreseeable future. They've signed a big long-term lease that'll keep them at the um, Superdome for, I think, another 20 or 30 years or thereabouts. Um, and the Pelicans come up in 2024, their lease. So I, I remember seeing earlier on in the uh, off-season that there was this talk that the Pelicans will get shipped off. Um, those rumors have been put to bed because, essentially, uh, Dennis has said that it broke his heart when the New Orleans Jazz moved to Utah when he was a kid, and you'd never see that happen. He's a um, native Louisianian, and um, for him, he uh, he doesn't want to see that happen to another generation of kids. So it's in his best interest that if the um, or when she passes and, and both franchises are then on sold, that they'll uh, remain in New Orleans for the foreseeable future, which is great news. Um, there's also talk of the Pelicans uh, getting a new stadium. There's been a few places uh, as uh, nominated as, I suppose, the the area um, alongside the convention centre, I think, was um, one of the places that was uh, mentioned as, as a viable option. As to whether or not that will actually come to fruition, I'm not sure, but um, no doubt when the lease comes up on the uh, Smoothie King Centre, 
at uh, in 2024 there'll be something um, that will need to be addressed. Obviously, with the I was reading that the Smoothie King Centre has the least lower bowl seats out of any stadium in the NBA, and, and so obviously you want to keep that. That's where you make your money, isn't it? It's the higher price tickets, the ones a bit closer to the action. So if it's an outdated stadium and um, you know, and it's an older stadium, well, perhaps looking at rejigging is a um, is in in the the future of the franchise, and that obviously keeps it more. Um, there's more incentive then for any future owner to keep it in in New Orleans if it's got the facilities to um, you know back it in and, and support this team. Now, whether or not uh, that actually goes ahead, well, this this already tied to doing up the Superdome at the moment, so that's got 450 million or something in that uh, to, to fix that. So it's not not chump change, and so we'll see what happens in the future, but it was nice to see that um, there is a plan in place and the succession plans uh, have been approved by both the NBA and the NFL. So yeah, we're going to keep basketball in New Orleans going forward and also football, which is what you want to see. Um, now we just need to get some on-court success and, and that makes them even more uh, likely to, to remain. I mean, winning fixes everything, really. That has to be the, the over arching um, theme, I suppose, of, of New Orleans sport is that as soon as you're good, it's it's difficult, well, I suppose, sport in general. Um, as soon as you're good, you become a powerhouse. You know, you have a look in any sport, there's these uh, historical battlers, all of a sudden they get some success and all's fixed. You see the Clippers, you know, they were crap for so long and then all of a sudden started getting some decent players and started winning some games and now they're one of those franchises that people... Um, keen on you know what they buy it for two two and a half billion dollars when it was a historical battler of a side but you know winning winning and market and um facilities and, and all that sort of stuff it all starts with winning and as soon as you're a, an attractive franchise and you've got that on court or on field success your value goes up so all in all really fantastic articles um love a bit of print journalism uh, and words on paper are just fantastic to read. Um, and they do a great job. So go and have a look at that um, those uh, that series of articles there. Um, I suppose the big takeaway is that once they're sold, um, Mrs. Benson has pledged to put all of the uh, funds that she gets from the sale of those teams into a big foundation and, and pump it back into the city and into uh, the state. So what a fantastic outcome for you know, that city, and I mean, this is going to be X billion dollars, so you have a look at some of these NFL franchises that sell, you know, you're looking 2 billion plus, these, same thing with the uh, with the basketball franchises, the valuation on these things are astronomical, you can only be one of 32 NFL teams, one of 30 NBA teams, and if they expand, we're well, one of 32, but... You know, these are sought after, and billionaires love a little uh, American sports team to to own and rule over their own little kingdom. So, um, you know, not bad at all. So we'll see what happens. But good to know we're in safe hands. We're not going to lose the team um, in the foreseeable future, and, and hopefully that remains and we get to support these teams going forward and they get to stay in NOLA. Okay. So, after that... Um, 
quick plug of what's going on at Hoop Ball. Uh, we have the draft guide is out. The Brewski one, 50 is out. If you're a Hoop Ball subscriber, there's Hoop Ball Fantasy um, pass, the DFS pass, wager pass, and the Hoop Ball 360. Go and get one of those, especially if you play fantasy. Uh, there's so much um, like basketball fantasy. There's so much going on over there at the moment that you, you won't lose your league. Honestly, I can almost guarantee it. The amount of stuff, if you put the, the reps in and you read all the stuff that they're doing, well, you, you'll be doing something wrong if you're not in the top half of your fantasy league. Honestly, go and check it out. Um, I've read the Brewski 150. Fantastic uh, piece of work again from our fearless leader, Aaron Brewski. Uh, the projections are there. There's a streaming tool. I mean, it's it's fed you on a platter. So go and check that out. Um, they have different subscription packages. It's not very expensive at all. I think it's like five bucks a month or something uh, for the for the base pass or thereabouts. Might even be cheaper than that. Um, and if you get in. Uh, in the next month or so, I think, you can get it at the uh, forever price of um, the original base price. Uh, I think the prices are going up towards the start of the season, so make sure you go and check that out ASAP and go and subscribe and support Hoopball, and that's what um, allows us to continue to put out all this good content. So go and check all of that stuff out. Also, as I announced in our last uh, episode with uh, with Devin DeWolf, uh, we are supporting Feed the second line. Obviously, the people of New Orleans and, and Louisiana have been getting absolutely smashed and are still recovering from Hurricane Ida. So if you saw my tweet, uh, there is a, it's pinned to my Twitter. Go and find it. It's about winning a pair of Zion 1s. Now that we're back on uh, speaking terms with the fella, uh, go and win yourself a pair. They're comfy as I've got two pairs here. I'll have another one on the way soon enough. Um because I like those blue and gold ones. We'll see. Uh, I have a voucher to use. But you can win yourself a pair of shoes. This is coming straight out of my pocket, straight to your doorstep. All you got to do, like and retweet the post and donate to Feed the Second Line. Um, you know, make yourself feel good and win yourself a pair of shoes. At the moment, um, you have a very good chance of winning it. So for the whole month of October, we'll do a live draw from all the people that do it Um and you'll get to, you get to win a pair of shoes, your own, whatever color you want, whatever size you want. Um, if I can get them, you can have them. And uh, yeah, just a little bit of giving back. So if you feel like doing that, I would love for you to support them and um, help out the uh, the city that supports the teams. All right. So next up, we had the big. Interview. It was an hour-long interview. The uh, NBA Series XM crossover team preview shows. Uh, they've been doing a series of them, and the Pelicans were on last night. It was Joel Myers, Antonio Daniels, the old dynamic duo running the show, um, getting steering us through our uh, Bally Sports broadcasts. They uh, took to the mic and interviewed a fair few guys um, from the team and a few of the coaches. Uh, well, the coach Willie Green. Uh, we start off with David Griffin. He, again, jumped on and, and talked about um, the difficulty of the COVID uh, situation last year and how the, the feeling around the team has completely changed. Having people back in the training facility, and we saw good, nice pictures of the new floor on that with a four-point line, which you love to see, because um, that means that guys are going to shoot from there. 
spacing. Um, so we love to see it. He, he talked about that there's a different feel around the team this year, which is exactly what you want to you want to see. I think having people back in, um, you know, less of these restrictions in terms of having these COVID uh, rapid antigen tests that they had to do flat out. Um, he was saying they would come in in the morning, say you wanted to come in and get treatment, get go to the physio or whatever. You'd come in, you'd get your COVID test, you'd go back and sit in your car for half an hour, come in, do your treatment, leave, and then say you had training later on, you'd come in, get your COVID, sit in your car for half an hour, and come back and do it again. And if, if you were doing that and then pre-game and then a game, you know, you either hang around the facility all day or you... Um, or you come in and take three COVID tests in one day. And you can just imagine, I mean, the human aspect of this is just astronomical. And I mean, these guys are doing it for our entertainment so that these people can, um, you know, they get paid very, very well. But at the same time, back and forth from your house to your car, to your COVID test, to your car, into work, back to your car, go home, come back, COVID test, you know, it must've been brutal. And, he was talking about um, the Pelicans being one of the first teams to go on the big road trips when uh, the hard lockdown um, rules for the COVID, um, for the NBA road trip um, stipulations, I guess, came in. And that was one of the long ones where they went to Los Angeles and then up to Utah. I think it was 14 days or 11 days or something. Got six games in 11 days. Basically, they can't do anything. So you would roll out to your game, and then you go back to your hotel. And you'd eat in your hotel, and you sit in your hotel room, you couldn't do anything else. You'd catch up for the game, pre-game, and then that's it. I mean, for all the people that have had to do um, the two weeks quarantine uh, when they've flown into Australia or into WA or some of these different um, states that have the hotel quarantine restrictions, two weeks in a hotel room, brutal. I remember seeing them on... Uh, TV. I mean, yeah, okay, it's a nice hotel, but at the same time, there's not a lot of space in them. There's, and most of them don't have windows or don't have windows you can open. So you're literally sitting in a tiny little space. Um, and when you're an elite athlete, the last thing you want to do, you want to get out and stretch your legs or be able to switch off. And I think when you're in these small confined spaces, it's probably pretty difficult to do so. Um, so another one of those factors that they had to deal with, with the vaccinated players, they're not going to have to do that, I think, as much. The unvaccinated players are basically copying it again. Um, so uh, good luck to them. Good luck to their teammates that don't get to see the, the team. <laughs> teammates, uh, the unvaccinated teammates contribute to, uh, to some of the games and uh, have to stay in the hotel rooms. But anyway, enough of that. We got to hear from Garrett Temple. And this was one that I really resonated for, uh, with. I thought as this veteran guy coming in who seems so keen on leading, he's very well-spoken, well-mannered sort of uh, person, really impressed with his demeanor in the, um, in the interview. He talked about um, being able to lead and being able to connect with these guys. You know, there's 15 years between him and some of the guys on the team. So when he went to Nashville and, and got to meet these guys and got to train with them, you know, he's having these conversations, trying to relate with them, trying to become, know that he's in their corner. He wants to let the, the guys know that, that 
he's a teammate, but at the same time, he can be a bit of a mentor. And you love to see that from the veterans on this team. I think uh, JV said the same thing. Leading from the front, showing what the, the expectation is. When the leaders in the team step up and show what you need to do as a professional and how you last in a league this long, you know, that's all you, that's all you can ask. And then all of a sudden that breeds a mentality of, well, he's doing it and he's lasted this long. Well, I should do it. I need to work hard. I need to improve. And the theme throughout all of the um, interviews was that they're working so freaking hard, really, really, really hard on the, on the training court. There's been a lot of sweat. There's been a lot of, um, you know, hard ball gets on, on and off the court and you know you, you love to see it you love to see these guys working for an opportunity to play um, and that's what it is you know in in, the, in terms of the starting lineup the guards spots probably aren't set you know JV should probably feel his seat getting hot if Jackson is as good as as he's saying you know the only two guys that are probably set in stone is BI and um, Zion you know thereafter it's, it's anyone else's game. We've got so many good wings and guards. You know, the, uh, There's even talk that Trey Murphy could start at some point this year because of the ability to shoot. He, he Apparently, he's just absolutely sniping at training, and he was in, in Nashville as well. He just can absolutely flat-out shoot the ball, and being that sort of six... I don't know what he's listed at, 6'8 or something, but he's definitely going to be taller than that. Um, the guy's 21 years old. You don't stop growing till you're about 26 or something. So he's gonna he's gonna be pretty big. Um, he can guard one through five. So that versatility is something that uh, looking forward to seeing. I really enjoyed the Willie Green interview. He talked about uh, implementing the point five offense, which is what the Suns run. Uh, that's why he got Mike D'Antoni there as well. Point five offense is essentially. No one holds on the ball longer than half a second. You either make a decision to shoot it or you pass it. Um, the ball continually moves. You get across the halfway line faster so that you can have more time to spend getting in your half-court set. Or you beat the defense back and you score easy. If the Suns can do it and make their way all the way to the finals in one season, well, you know, why can't we do it? we got players that are just as good as some of those Suns guys. Maybe not this year, but hopefully we can implement it and the guys buy in enough that um, we can uh, we can make the playoffs and, and make some noise there and, and scare some teams. That's what really what you want to do. You want to come in and absolutely disrupt the Western Conference. And it's possible to do. So looking forward to seeing that come together. He took, harped on being a defensive-minded coach. And Fred Vinson was mentioned as a guy that was taking over the defense this year as well. Um the mentality has been fight on defense makes offense easier. The one thing that I really took away from it was this this mantra, I suppose, and I've heard it mentioned in a few of the interviews now, is good to great. We have a fantastic, solid, good core, good young players, good veterans, but good doesn't win you anything. Great is what people are remembered for. Good to great. Every single thing you do, good to great. And if that's the the slogan for this year, well, I'll I'll wave it. I'll I'll march behind good to great because that's what we want to be. Um, you know, you want to see this team succeed. You want to see them get to a point where this team is memorable. This could be the 
most successful Pelicans team. You know, I'm getting ahead of myself. Of course I am. But, you know, could this team be great? Yeah, with the guys that we got, with the roster makeup that, that that's there. I don't think we've ever had this many talented wings, um, wing defenders and guys that are willing to buy in um, to this young coach. And he hasn't even coached a game yet, a, a regular season game. He's done a bit of summer league, but otherwise... You know, hopefully it comes together. And of course, there's going to be teething issues. There has to be. It's another roster turnover. It's a new coach. There's more coaching staff come in. Jaron Collins obviously joined as an associate head coach um, or lead assistant. You know, these guys, it has to be some adaptation. Obviously, Zion hasn't had much of a preseason. He's been injured. Uh, so he's starting to get his legs under him as well after going really hard at the start of the summer from all reports. He, um, it's it's going to be interesting, and I'm looking forward to seeing how it all plays out once we tip off. And I think the uh, the Minnesota game is going to be a really good taster of where this um, team sees it, where it's at. I guess um, the preseason games are going to be something that are going to be a really good uh, preview into what we can expect. Uh, going forward into the season. And, you know, there's always the mid-season drag in January and February where the guys are just getting tired um, up until the All-Star break. But if you come out the gates early, bank a few wins, well, you never know where you're going to end up. Uh, start strong, finish strong, and just bank enough wins in the middle to, to get yourself in the playoffs. That's that's all we can hope. I, I think we need to aim higher than the play-in. I don't think the play-in is a good benchmark. I think that's a cop-out. Um, saying that finishing 10th is a good idea, uh, or is it success? Is it better than last year? Yeah, but that's not what being a successful team is. You shouldn't have to play to get into the playoffs. You should earn your spot. So uh, that's enough of me on the soapbox about that. Uh, Zion Williamson was also interviewed, and it was probably his most candid chat that he's had for a long time. I really appreciated him opening up and speaking it felt unrehearsed. You know, in media day, there was a there was a sort of um, narrative that he was a bit pre-rehearsed that a lot of his things were like, oh, fantastic question, and here's my pre-prepared answer, whereas this was from the heart. You know, he sat there and he, he genuinely said New Orleans is a city that he loves, that he wants to be a part of. He's a low-key guy, and this is a city for him. You know, and as a fan and as someone that covers a team, you know, that's what you want to hear. You want to hear your franchise player say... I'm sure the coaches in the front office love hearing it as well, say that they want to be here. This is They don't want to cause um, dysfunction in the team. They want, they want to win here. And he, they asked him about, uh, he mentioned in his media day that he had this boulder on his shoulder. And Antonio Daniels uh, asked him, where, do, where does that boulder come from? And he says, he was watching the playoffs. And for him, he said, well, we're better than half of these teams. And I know we can be better and we should be in the playoffs. And I think it really put this fire in his belly that this team is good enough to be there and to make some noise in there and and when these guys start improving themselves well what more do you want you know these are young guys they're not even close to their prime yet and um, you just got to get the right pieces around them and all of a sudden the stars are like no we want to win we want to win here I think you see small market teams like Milwaukee win a championship and it's possible you don't have to be in LA to win and I think that was so good for small market teams that Milwaukee managed to pull that out by having this homegrown star in, I mean, homegrown, he's been at Milwaukee the whole time, he's from Greece, you know, in Giannis, win it, Chris Middleton, second round draft pick, 
moved around a little bit, become an all-star. There's a whole heap of guys that, from all reports, aren't meant to be there. You know, aren't meant to be at the, the top of their game being these perennial all-stars that win a championship. That's not how the modern-day NBA has, has worked out in recent times. So it's great to see, and it should fire up any small market team that thinks that they can, that they think they have to move to win. I don't think you have to. So really, really good for, for New Orleans about that. Um, one of the other things he talked about was having... Um, it was, it was referring to the ghosting articles that came out. And they're saying, oh, he's ghosting the team when, you know, we've talked about he's had this broken foot. And he said, maybe this is too too open or too candid. And he, he said, well, growing up when it was just him and his mum and his his brother in their apartment, and his, it wasn't the best time. And his mum had to work hard to get him to where they were. Um, you know, no one was checking on him then. And... You can understand it. These guys are having... I know you, as people around the team, they want to know where their players are. And, you know, they that's that's the main thing is that we want to know in this day and age where our people that we're invested in, I guess, emotionally, uh, are all the time. And I think Twitter and Instagram and Facebook and all those sort of things give you us an access that probably didn't have 20 years ago, 30 years ago. Uh, we definitely didn't have this insight as to where people are all the time. And it must be like a fish fishbowl. You know, he said, he related it to the outside noise as well. He says, the outside noise doesn't bother me because no one was checking on me then. Um, it doesn't matter if they're checking on me now, basically. Um, reading between the lines is they can do what they want. He's just going to do himself. And if that's what your star's going to do and if that's what he needs to do to be great, well, all credit to you. Um so yeah, all in all, really fantastic um, interview. A couple of other little hitters was that Jackson looks really good. Um, he's doing a bit of everything. Zion has been working on his mid-range jumper, which I like to see because that will improve his free throws and all of a sudden he becomes unstoppable. Nikhil is the most gifted athletic or off, most gifted offensive player on the roster. Um, is what we heard, uh, and that was from Garrett Temple. So this guy's been around the league for a long time and, and heard that. Well, you know, Nikhil was very uh, very grateful for that uh, as well when you've got guys like Zion and BI on the team as well. So he was really, really excited to hear that. And, um, you know, if that means it unlocks him and he becomes a fantastic uh, third string or third fiddle to um, BI and Zion, well, Fantastic! We saw what he could do when he when he started, and hopefully he starts this year, and we uh, we get another twenty points per game scorer. Um, so looking forward to seeing that as well. Okay, so just to finish off, we're going to have a quick look at the Minnesota Timberwolves game. We've got that coming up on the Tuesday. I think it's the fourth we play. Um, every time I do this, I have to double check, but um, we'll take them on over at. Minnesota, they'll fly up there um, and have a look. Yep, so we're playing on the 4th at Timberwolves. Uh, It'll be 8am on Tuesday morning for me, which is fantastic. Looking forward to having a look at that. Probably delayed, but that's okay uh, for me because I'll do it after work. But we'll get a podcast out after that and after I watch it and we'll break it all down. Um, What we need to see is... 
ball movement, hard defense, and players earning their spots. You know, you want these guys to want to play, want to be there, play for their jobs. You've got a whole heap of guys that are all vying for a position in this starting lineup and in the rotation. There's a lot of good players there. And there's going to be a lot of players that miss out, unfortunately. That's the nature of it. But Minnesota Timberwolves have been a team that we struggled against last year, whether it was with Cat or without. You know, he was out with all the uh, COVID-related stuff and um, sad to hear about all these family issues that happened affected by COVID. He lost a few family members to it. Um, and and so he's come back beast mode, basically. I've seen from a few of the Instagram posts and all of the uh, storylines about him is that Carl Anthony Towns is going to be a beast this year. Um, and we've struggled traditionally against him. So we need to come out and, and stamp our mark on it. Um, you want to see a bit of BI, you want to see a bit of Devontae, a bit of uh, JV, and how they're going to fiddle together. Uh, we won't see any Zion. He's still a little while away. Pre, uh, season one, season game one, pardon me. Opening night, I guess it will see him, is what I'm trying to say. He... Um, He'll be there and, and we'll see what he can do then. But buy in, play the system, play hard, play fast, and um, have fun. I mean, it's not that hard. Basketball's a fun game. And while some while it is a job for some people, you still need to enjoy it. It's, it's a game at the end of the day. And you want to see these guys go out and put their best foot forward. Okay, so I reckon I'll leave it at that. Um Thank you for listening. This has been the Hoop Ball Pelicans podcast. I am your host, Lyle Swithenbank. Um, we'll talk to you after the Minnesota Timberwolves game. Um, break it all down and, uh, yeah, I'll speak to you then. Bye for now. This has been a Hoop Ball presentation. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich, but you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun? Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba.